Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 60 of It Was All a Stream in a New Year 2022. I am your host, Chris, here with my cousin and co host, Neil. What's going on, man? Welcome to 2022, everybody. Good Lord. It's got to be better, right? You would, got to you be would think. You'd yes. think it wouldn't be able to get worse. You would hope. One would hope. At the very least. Oh, my God. What craziness. What <sighs> craziness this year has brought us. Well, listen, the the year has bought, brought us craziness, but at least throughout all this pandemic life, the content still keeps coming. Keeps coming. That is true. I have to say, in spite of uh, it being a horrible year and COVID and everything else, the, you know, it's a Hawkeye year. It's a, uh, uh, I was going to say House of M, but what I mean to say is WandaVision year. Like Loki, Falcon Winter Loki. Soldier, yes. Spider-Man No Way Home. Absolutely. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of good, year. good content this year. Yes, without a doubt. Um, we did take a, another bit of a hiatus. Um with the, the holidays and everything. Uh, so, yes. but we are looking to be back to weekly now. Oh, yes. After this episode. So, we are excited about that. Reigning in the new year with uh, some fun stuff to talk about today because over that break, we got uh, Matrix Resurrection, oh, yeah. which. We have a lot to discuss there. And the book of Boba Fett dropped on Disney Plus. Of Boba. I have thoughts and I was very excited about this. Okay. Very excited about Book of Boba. So let's let's save that. Let's talk Matrix uh resurrection first. Yep. I know we're a little late here, but now we've given everyone the time to absorb the movie and and come up with their own opinions and thoughts um time. before we get into it like what is your relationship with the matrix franchise we might have spoken about this in past podcasts briefly but like mm-hmm. let's actually let's begin with that this i'll tell you what my relationship with this so it's 1999 uh you and i are a couple weeks apart in age so we're we're at that age in 99 where you're really aware of when something is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell. So Matrix comes out. I catch it on video. I was not in the theater seeing it. No, I was not either. Right. But this was new. Like it was, it was interesting enough for a child to like enjoy the action but intricate enough for an adult to sit through it and get something different out of it than the kid that's watching it, which I like about movies. Like that's what I enjoy when, when one movie can capture the imagination of young and old. So my relationship to it was, I loved the first one. And after the first one, they came out in like two and a half, one year increments those two I saw in theaters. That was like a big thing. We're going to go right. see the Matrix. We're going to go see the Matrix. But, you know, and there was obviously a drop off from the first one. Mm-hmm. 
so but my my relationship with the movie was and and then I'm, I'm curious to see if you share this was that it definitely marked uh a a very unique like the only word to use is unique like when i think of matrix one i think a unique film yeah i i mean as far In as Hollywood, the first, that's saying a lot yeah as far as the first one goes the the, the that was innovative oh yeah in film like the stuff that they were doing had never been done before right um so like that alone like i think i had the same kind of viewing experience as you right the first one we you know we're eight years old when it comes out by the right. time i see it it's on video maybe we're both nine or something you know what i mean Absolutely. um it's one of the it always holds a a close place to your heart because it's one of the first rated r movies that you get to see in your lifetime right Definitely. at least for me that was one of the very first i was ever allowed to see Definitely. um and it, it there's just so many memorable moments from that first movie it's just it's a classic um the second one i saw in theaters matrix reloaded right and while it has an iconic car chase scene yes it's the longest at the time it was the longest car chase scene ever filmed i remember Um, that being a a that was like a big thing yeah that was great the rest of it you could throw out correct um and then i remember i just i didn't like reloaded so bad (laughs) that i actually never saw uh, the third one until really when i did went back and watched the trilogy this was the first time i think i had ever seen the third one that is like i will say this that is something would have to be powerfully bad for me to ignore and install it was just one of those where i just i i lost complete interest i was like yeah "Eh." yeah and you know what the thing for me was was that the least interesting part of the Matrix movies to mm-hmm. me is Zion? reality yeah. and the robots. Correct. And that's as, as you get further into the, the, the trilogy, yeah. you're leaving the Matrix and you're entering the real world. So I guess I would be a, a blue pill kind of guy because <laughs> <laughs> I'd want nothing to do with reality i <laughs> just Fair leave enough. me here leave me in the matrix <laughs> leave this me is here. better <laughs> um now that being said we are back in the matrix yep with this new installment what were your overall impressions what were your thoughts and i hesitate to use this word because i think <laughs> it's over overused today but I think it was way too meta. It like okay. It tried to be. I was so ready for it. Like I was excited. Give me some Keanu. I'm digging Keanu. The whole Keanu sense that's going on right now in the world. I love it. But and 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 I didn't dislike the movie. I thought they made some interesting choices. Like they went in a direction I wouldn't have gone. They spent more time in the matrix 
So that should please you. But they tried to be too self-referential. And I, I think it backfired. Like, I don't think it worked. If there's one thing to do fan service, but it's another thing to like, you know, we're just going to continually reference ourselves and what was great about us, but we're not going to make a great thing. See, I, I, for me, I thought that was one of the things that worked in this movie was their use of being meta because okay. it was basically a commentary and, and a response because like the matrix over time, like turned into something something online that it wasn't actually right so i think it was like essentially what this was was kind of answering to that and confirming what the matrix is right to the creators and um i thought that the their use of meta it was it was on point but it wasn't like too too much like they they were like this is what everyone expects this sequel to be but it's not that but it's not like everyone thinks that. this is a cash grab everyone thinks that this is oh we need to do this I, this this like that's not what we're doing i i agree they did do and they were commenting different. on it yeah. while they were showing it to us which i thought Correct. was a fun like kind of middle finger to the people <laughs> to people's expectations i guess yeah I, I can dig that. That makes some sense to me. But don't you think it was a little like, I don't know, like uh, it, too. Uh, some of it's cyber- a little on the nose. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't, that, I, I don't know. I, I didn't mind that aspect, but I could see how you well, would feel different. Definitely. Like, let me ask you this. Did they, um, did they, ever discuss why uh hugo weaving didn't come back was he asked to come back no i don't think he was so actually i'm not sure if he was he strikes me as the type of person who wouldn't come back which i i think is strange like he already did that with red skull right yeah which i don't um I know Lawrence Fishburne wasn't asked back. He was not asked, but I get right. that because he would have, given that this is taking place in the future, spoiler alert. Yeah. You know, so I think part of it was that he would be like, dead. it's Hugo Weaving's character, but it's not. It's just his code and they're hiding him as someone else. And so everyone, so like, let's, uh, spoiler alert, by right. the way, um, like Keanu sees himself right neo sees himself but then everyone else in the matrix see him as this like old video game developer yeah they see him as a different person and i thought that was clever as well we're seeing this guy um the agent what's oh my god agent smith agent smith we're seeing agents i was about to say like agent k from like men in black Black. i was getting my stuff confused um so agent smith we're seeing him as the person that he's hidden as because everyone else is seeing him him as that and he doesn't really have a real world counterpart for us to like 
when he comes out of the matrix, oh, we see obviously it's like we see Neo as a reference. He knows he is right, and we all know he looks like. Well, but and and that's all well and good. I also thought um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris was a decent selection and a good addition. Mm -hmm. I I like where they went. Like that, we're going to hide you in plain sight, so you're going to be the creator of a matrix video game yep. and that's all fine my issue with their meta-ness is that i don't think it forwarded the story like i don't think it moved the ball forward no well if no. anything they're they were restarting the story i mean right. they had a clever way of doing it where it's like oh the the ai or whatever the robots figure out that they get an, so much power energy from, from him, right? Him and Trinity, and keeping them at an arm's length, right, just out of reach of each other. And mm-hmm. that angst and and friction um, being caused creates a ton of energy. That's where their energy source is, and it's obviously a commentary on society as well, sure. where it's like people like being in the in between, where they yeah. don't like getting everything they want like but they do like not getting everything they want they like being in that space i especially love that i especially love um neil patrick harris's like review of humanity just like agent smith was like you know why i hate this it's the smell you people etc right 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 right. you know i thought that was great his commentary on that was great in that scene when he's giving the commentary, again, the self-referential like, well, what made you great is bullet time and this is dream time or whatever it was. I thought that kind of sucked. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I agree know. with that. I but agree with that. I, I also think all the actors did an amazing job. Like Everybody was performing at a, at a high level. I like that they brought the Merovingian back. He's like this exile. Yes. Who's, you know, a crackpot now. That was a nifty idea. Um, I think it was a, a waste to not use Agent Smith. Like, to not See, use Hugo Weaver. I felt like um, Jonathan Groff, I think, is the actor who played Agent mm-hmm. Smith. I thought he was tremendous. I thought he did a great job. I think I feel like there were no stakes. You know, so with for him. him, it's it's a little different because he's. It's one of those. So they bring him back, obviously, just mm-hmm. because it's it's a callback to the original trilogy, and he's right. he's always the the yin to Neo's yang, right? right. And he's. Um, it was kind of clever that like he'd be against Neil Patrick Harris. So it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. And once Neil Patrick Harris is out, he's also trying to like get rid of Neil because he's trapped. He's trapped by Neil Patrick Harris's character just as much as Neo is. Right. Which makes again, it makes perfect sense to me. I just feel as though like we're bringing people back. Neo is technically, you know, immortal because they preserved him. 
They preserved Trinity, so they explained that away. They gave us a little uh, taste of Zion and Jada Pinkett Smith. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, I would have paid Hugo Weaving's modest, you know, mm-hmm. marker because it's certainly not like a, a Tom Cruise. You have to no, pay me no, $40 no. million dollars or I won't put my socks on. It's like, you know, you, where Hugo Weaving's marker right now is a, a Coke and a smile. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just would have brought him back because I think I'd prefer my nostalgia that way. Like, show me my the, the old friends that I love. I think that's, uh, that's part I, of it, perfect, too, is because part example. of it, they wanted to give nostalgia, but also not give it in the way that everyone wanted it. I think yeah. that was part of the meta-ness of the entire movie. It's like, but yes, we're like, doing a reboot. It's not a reboot. Like, yes, we're doing nostalgia, but not in right. the way that you expect. Like, everything Do was you... like, you're getting what you want, but it's in, in no way how you thought you wanted it. How I thought I wanted it. But I'm a simple creature, all right? I'm from Jersey. I, I... want things the way <laughs> exactly how I want them. I Do understand. for the feeling when... You were watching uh, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the last episode, and through the door comes a hooded figure, and that lightsaber lights up green, and like my brain cried out yeah, with I mean... joy, my heart leapt, like that's what I want. And here's my point, like that's what we wanted from the, the latest trilogy. But we like want for to show me, us our old buddies and be like, look, this is what we were so invested in this training. And my like- my thing is like, yes and no, because obviously a part of me loved it. It's like, oh, this is mm-hmm. very cool. Like this is awesome that they did this. That they're putting Luke in the show. Like that's great right. that he makes the appearance. But at the same time, like part of me was like, I kind of wish the Mandalorian could just be its own thing, and it doesn't have to be another Luke Skywalker no. story. Yeah, but it's you know like, what I mean. Like, part of me is like, should they have done this? Is are we getting are we leaning too much into nostalgia? That's why, like, listen, it may not have been what you want, but at least I respect how they gave us the nostalgia, but it was completely on their own terms. Fair enough. I'll leave you with this. Uh, granted, people in reality get older, and programs don't. But like, it's the he's a program. Like he should look the same. There's no reason not to. Yes, but, but he's reprogrammed. Uh, yeah, I guess. That's the whole thing of it. I suppose. So, what was your overall reaction, sir? So my overall opinion is positive. I enjoyed it. I would say it's not perfect by any stretch. Right. Um, the things that I've already talked about are what I liked about the movie. I thought everyone's performances were really good. Um, I feel like it wasn't a, a good action movie. Agreed. It was fun being back in the world again, and I enjoyed Definitely. how they brought us back to the world. However, I don't think any of the action was anything close to what they were doing, especially in the first definitely film. Um, 
I like somehow in the first movie, the amount of shots that they're missing. Yeah. It was works, surprising. It does work. But in but... this one, it just doesn't at all. Right. I kept being like, you're point blank. How could you miss Agreed. Ev- every one of those shots? Um, Neo doesn't pick up a a weapon in the entire movie. Is that true? Yeah. Did you just blow my mind? Pretty sure he doesn't have one weapon in the whole movie. I think you might be right. Um, so that was weird. That um, was weird. Not that he needs to be true, but you know, but, you know yeah. just but that was such a huge part of the tr- yeah, that was such trilogy. a huge part of yeah. the original that it's like, okay. Um you know, I I guess as usual, the overall message is like and and I think this is a um from what I have heard other people say and what I know about their movies that for Lana Wachowski and just the Wachowskis in general, the overall theme is like how powerful love is. And that's kind of like always been the thing in the matrix. Right. Overall, the whole message is the power of Neo and Trinity's love. Right. I don't know. Like her, I guess her flying at the end was kind of cool. I so, don't know how that's a conclusion to the movie. Like neither do what I. That does to defeat let's, the robots. But okay. let's talk two things. Let's talk two things before we get to her. Before we get to Trinity. Okay. Let's talk about their new way in and out of the Matrix. Makes sense. I like the update. You do. Yes. But I don't get it. Like it made sense to me the way they got in because they were dialing in to a system yeah but that was when like cell phones weren't a huge thing so of course that was right. the technology that they use now they go through mirrors was it mirrors yeah but right? like because it's it a different mirrors. code they've they've evolved i i, I like it better yes. you know what i would have done i would have not that i like of... it better but i i liked it i i did not i thought it was silly like it you know because then again not that the whole thing not that any of it's believable but i like couldn't suspend my disbelief long enough to watch them like go through a mirror it made more sense to me to go through a phone i would have done tv signals or something like if you had to do screens like i'm diving through a tv screen or something or really you just have it be a cell phone at that point just have it be a cell phone at that point and like you might as well, it, but yeah. then you make it like then it's you're in a weird place because then you're making it kind of too easy. easy, and you know the writers need to throw a little bit of a challenge at the characters. Um, okay, what was the second question? So the second thing is Trinity. Yes, Trinity. I did not care for Trinity becoming like another the one because Neil's the one. Right. And that was the whole point of the original trilogy. It was like, but maybe inside... she's the new one. But then why is it a different hope? program? I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Inside yeah. the Matrix, there's supposedly an anomaly born into the Matrix right. in every iteration. I guess you the know? whole thing is that, again, the relationship between Neo and Trinity, like, she's a part of him. Mm they they are one so like 
she's also like in this program in this iteration she she is now the quote-unquote the one even though they kind of like both are now i guess yeah because of their relationship i don't know i'm just spitballing i have no idea spitballing here it's you know it was fine like that part i like it was fun revisiting the world again i think they did it in a fun and interesting way i don't think i need a sequel because i don't think it was good enough to warrant one but it's not like it was bad it's not like it was bad at all like i was upset that they went back to the world and and i don't know that you can do a sequel because there's nothing to fix because essentially they are still at peace yeah, well, now essentially they are creating the the world within the, world. the matrix at, right. by the end of it, not the machines anymore. Right. Interesting. So I don't know. I don't know, Very man. Yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling. I was I left it, you know, as confused and bewildered uh, as I guess I left the first one. So, you know, can good job there. But I did not leave with the same sense of wonder and interest that I left the first one with. Interesting. That's well, how I would break it down. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. Let's mm-hmm. let's move on yes. to the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba. Now let, we started this the the Matrix mm-hmm. discussion with your relationship to that franchise. Yes. Obviously we know your close relationship with the star Wars universe, mm-hmm. but what is your relationship with Boba Fett specifically? He is the badass of star Wars. My relationship to Boba Fett specifically is for a character who potentially has the least amount of screen time throughout the original series, original saga, uh, he was the coolest character. He's got a quick blip in Jabba's palace. He's got a quick blip on uh, Mos Espa, or Cloud City rather, um, taking away Han Solo. And then he's fed to the Sarlacc. Like he's really only got three iconic moments throughout the saga. And yet he is the coolest thing. The uniform, the the jetpack, the rocket in the jetpack. His it and it all stems from that one line that Darth Vader says when he hires all of the bounty hunters, he says He's like, I want so-and-so, and I want this and that, and I want you all to go. He says, I want them alive, and turns to Boba Fett and goes, no disintegrations. Like, that just shows that he's such a badass, and he hasn't even had a line yet. Like, Boba Fett hasn't even opened his mouth, and you know, this is a cool guy. Yeah. So I dug it. He was also my favorite um, action figure to play with as a child. I had a, a love-hate relationship with him because – for me one like ultimately he was a bad guy because i always hated that he was the one who delivers han solo in the carbonite or whatever totally so like that 
annoyed me. Um, but also, I for whatever reason, because I'm one of those that overthinks. Right. Like, if you think too hard about Boba Fett, like on yeah. the surface, he's extremely cool. But yeah. when you think about it, you just sit and give it a nice thought. <laughs> uh-huh. He's not because he d- dies so easily and in such a well dies at the time we thought he was dead in right. such a like uh, almost like three comical fashion way yeah you know what I mean where he just flies off into the the sarlacc pit well he got sucker punched into like you know they set off his jetpack man right exactly That's the danger of a jetpack that's why only a few people wielded them. Well, maybe they shouldn't have given him one. It's <laughs> a fair point. So that's that's my that was my only thing. But like you know, he's he's cool. Like and now they've kind of retconned all that, and you know, so that that's I was never like oh Boba Fett, he's my guy, he's my guy. But you know, he's a cool guy, cool character. Yes. How are how are you feeling about his return now? We've gotten two episodes so far. Yes. What? What? How, how are you enjoying well, you know the return? I. How am I enjoying the return? I'm liking the return. I'm not loving it yet. Okay. But I'm I'm liking it. I think. Let's talk about the exact return. Him crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. Okay. So, for years. Since he fell into that thing, we've all been talking about different ways he got out. Right. You know, he's you, he's firing off the missile from his jetpack. He's using his flamethrowers. He's doing all this stuff. He uh, crawls further down and and you know exits through a cavern and so on. And so on. so I think it's I it very I think the way they got him out of there makes perfect sense. He just kind of climbs out. Just climbs out. He was going to be digested over a thousand years. He gets the oxygen from another stormtrooper. Convenient that got monster to be eaten by. Exactly. <laughs> Very convenient. Um, he's not necessarily chewed, but it was it was almost the exact storyline. Have you read this? As Pat Oswald gives in Parks yes, and Rec? yes, I saw that, and I think Very that's funny. genius. Like. Yeah. I remember watching that episode going, I want to watch that show. Yep. Yep. So now they've given us that show. Um, I'm, I'm excited before we get into like, you know, specifics of the episode. Um, what did you think? Do you think it's moving too slow, perfectly paced? What do you think so far? I, like, are you excited by what you're seeing? I am enjoying the watch. But there's certain parts that I'm very much invested in, mm-hmm. and there are other parts that I'm not, that I'm losing interest in, that I'm not invested in. So, like, are you let's, losing interest? Let's get in into let's people? get into spoilers. Yeah, I am all for the resurrection of the sand people's image over the last few years within the star wars universe all for it i support the uh what are what are they called 
Tuscan Raiders. The Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. All four of the Tuscan Raiders. Let's go Raiders. But let's go. I like we yeah. have spent more time in the past in right. these last two episodes than we have in the present. And I am much more interested in what's going on now than what happened. Like, that's great. They show you how they he got out of the Sarlacc pit. But, like, I understand they're probably leading to something and there will be some sort of payoff. I just Correct. It better be a serious payoff because right now we're probably spending 75 to 80% of the time in the past and only 20% in the present. I couldn't agree with you more. I think we're spending too much time with the Tuscan Raiders. I, I think I get where they're, what they're doing. Uh, and I'm hoping that like the next episode, you see the final flashback where he leaves them. Like they've trained him up. They've helped him. They built a relationship. He leaves them. And now we're back in action. But I anticipate that this is leading to a final episode return where he's, you know, Boba's being beaten down and challenged for control. And then in order to win control, he needs like a Tuscan army to come into most eyes. Of course. And, you know, beat ass. Them. Right. Like that's where I think this is going. But do we need that to, to get that there? Do we, yeah, need we don't need to monopolize five so episodes. Much time no right not at all no but now so let's talk about his modern day stuff like now so he's back he's got the you know his, his he refurbished his uh armor and he's doing his thing i think it makes sense that he's in like a back to tank that's how he's healing himself but he's been, what we're, he's been through some stuff so i guess he's like they haven't necessarily shown why he's all jacked up other than going through the Sarlacc stomach, which he didn't spend much time in there, apparently. Right. Like, what is the issue? That, that's what I don't... Like, yeah. I don't know why he's yeah. that dinged See, up. See, I, like, I am all for... I want to know more about the mayor and what's going on there. Oh, I yeah. loved the the intro to the uh, Jabba twins. Definitely. The hut twins. I also love that the mayor is not a human; it's an alien. Yep, sounds great. Like, yeah. give me more of that evil Chewy. Oh, incredible! Made appearances in comic books, never made a live action appearance. Okay, he's looks badass. He really does. Like he he is. It's amazing how they made a Boba Fett in the Boba Fett like there's a now he's the Boba Fett yes this new Chewie yep 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 so like definitely all of that stuff that they're establishing in this world is great I want to see more I want to know what's what's happening and what's going on they've got enough good bones to keep me interested I just need them to like hit like you know really smash one in this third episode. Like I want they to see do. They do. So but the two the two huts, I know there was a lot of backlash um about them being CGI. 
I that was one thing I was gonna say is I did yeah. not think they looked great. Correct. I would have preferred like this is the other thing with with the Star Wars world. You know, don't get lazy on me. The thing that was working with Mandalorian was that it's a Western in space and they were really doing a lot of practical effects. Yes. Give me a puppet. Give me a, you know, like I like the look of, of that droid that was in, you know, Jabba's old palace, now Boba's palace. Yep. Like that, that white droid that was Mm -hmm. introducing everyone. Cause that was, that looked like a prop. And it wasn't overly ornate and it wasn't like totally futuristic. It was like, this is what a cheap ass planet's <laughs> robot would look like. Right. And that worked for me. Like, I, that stuck out to me where I was like, I approve this message. I think that's cool. Um, so CGI, like, like make, you have Disney money. Like just make a big Boba, a big Jabba. Yeah. Two of, you can make two Jabbas. Yeah. It's probably cheaper than the CGI. 100%. Like, just make a big job. Yeah, well, and, like, I wouldn't have an issue with CGI, but for some reason, it just looked bad. It just looked bad. And I am still not, like, back to Boba Fett now. What worries me is that, like, he's a decent guy. I want him to be, there's a scene in, um, I think it's Return of the Jedi, where Luke comes to confront Jabba to get Han Solo back. And when Luke starts talking, uh, and him and Jabba are talking, like, Boba Fett realizes, oh, Christ, I better go deal with this. Like, I better at least make my way to the front of the line in case things pop off. And he's talking to this girl, this alien girl, and he like gives her a like a, you know, puts his fist under her chin and gives her like a hey you, I'll be back. Like he's a stud, like he's a cool guy. Yeah. Like, I want more of that. I don't want this old, you know. I understand he's had to age, but this is only five years after um, Return of the Jedi. Is it? Yeah, isn't it? Like, I have no this, idea. Because Mandalorian was five years later. Okay, well, then it has to well. be. So, yeah. but my thing is, like, that ship has kind of sailed, right? Like, um, this, he is a good guy now. Because that's what they, they gave us in the Mandalorian. Yeah, but... He's now, like... he's now a good and honorable person. And but I think now with all this backstory stuff that they're doing they're establishing why he's like that now why he's how he got redeemed how boba fett got his heart yeah i guess so how the tin man got his heart and i guess like it was the tuscan raiders it was the tuscan Tuscan raiders are boba fett's dorothy (laughs) all right i could take that i mean i'm still i'm still in but i just want like i want a couple of like badass like scenes like give me some give me a disintegration yeah. like he needs a to couple get pissed off and dis- a couple of disintegrations yeah that's what yeah. we need um it's it's a tough position to put yourself in because now like 
the bounty hunters like have to be mm. good guys, right? Yeah. Like that's how the Mandalorian started out. That he was, you know, just a lone wolf and he was just kind of a bad guy and then he finds baby Yoda and then he right. gets a sense of honor and becomes part of a guild. That's it. Yeah. Um so like where do you where do you think this is going because again like for me i have no idea because i feel like we haven't gotten a lot of present day stuff so it's really tough to get a read on where this is going we're still in the establishing the world characters and the current world in two episodes in the present day Meanwhile, we're well into a storyline in the past. Right. I don't think... All right. Where do I think this is going? I absolutely think there's going to be some kind of turf war that's going to require Tusken Raiders to get involved and come in on the side of Boba. And I think that's also going to lead to like the rest of that his turf respecting him because he can control these like wildlings these wild creatures uh that's where i think we're ending the season where do i think we're going between now and then i i imagine there's going to be a a few episodes of like establishing the gang of like who's gonna stick with him Who's going to go with the huts until the final like turf war, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. And we're going to meet, I think we're going to meet more than just the mayor and that one nightclub owner. Right. Also. Now that the like Tatooine in the original, well, no, in the, prequel trilogy even though the republic was in charge they were like outside the republic so they still had slavery and they didn't necessarily follow the rules Uh, you know Watto was like republic credits don't work with me you know i need real money i need a trade i need something like that so is it the same thing now like do they still have slavery on tatooine do they uh, you know, are they right. so far outside the law? That's why you have Boba Fett. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it seems like. Well, it could go one of two ways, right? Because it kind of seems like the mayor is trying to establish his dominance. Right. Oh, and over what is normally the the an underground criminal leadership. Right. But at the same time, is that just because he it's it's more of a who's at the helm thing where he just doesn't respect Boba Fett and would rather have the Hut twins in that position and pay his respects to them? You know what I mean? Because there's that whole dynamic of, oh, who's paying who tribute and. The mayor is being real snarky towards Boba Fett. He's being real snarky. He's got he's got a set so. on him. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, so it's it's tough to really tell what 
what's being established here. It's true. Like I, I, but I'm still interested. Like and we haven't spent time. enough time again. Like I know right. we keep going back to it, but we haven't spent enough time there through two episodes to really like get a feel of what the overall situation is. Absolutely. Is there, let me ask you this question. Is there speaking of nostalgia, a character from the past you'd like to see? Is there a character from the past that I would like to see? I'm trying to think of all the like bounty hunters yeah, that right. were in there. Well, what's interesting is you kind of get like those like dinosaur lizard people. Yep. Because there was one Rask. there, right? There was a bounty hunter like him, right? Yeah, his name was Bosk. Bosk, yeah. So, like, yeah. them, that would be fun to see them show back right. up and do some weird stuff. Uh, what about you? What? Who do you have in mind? I, you know, I, I like, I do like that they brought huts back. Maybe I, we don't like how they look, but I do like that there's a Jabba-esque Agreed. creature. Agreed. So, that made me feel good. I'm happy with that. Oh, and um, they got to bring back that little, like animal thing the little like oh yeah bug muppet he was hanging out with him yeah yeah muppet bring that thing back just just for boba fett just to be able to like kick it across the room i agree i i laughed hysterical though when i realized what i was seeing did you notice um the male hut was like wiping his face constantly i did not with what a Oh, yeah. And it appeared to be a white cloth, but upon closer inspection, it was like a white creature. It was like, oh, a yeah, rabbit. it was a, it was a, yes, I d- actually did notice that. It was like a little mouse yeah. thing. Yeah, it was like a mouse. Yeah. I'm like, is yeah, he that was funny. Wiping his head with that a was live funny. creature. Yeah. That yeah, I did notice that. So I, I did like, I did like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, on Tatooine, there's not a lot there uh, from characters to see because, you know, it was basically Luke. His aunt and uncle are dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. So there's no Skywalkers. There's no Larses to visit. Shmi is gone. <laughs> uh, Watto would be long dead by now because he was old when Anakin had grown up before he became Vader. Right. Um, but... From the original trilogy, like it might be interesting to have uh, I'm not sure. Well, you gotta have the cantina and the band. We gotta go to the cantina. Which we've didn't we isn't that the cantina? The the bar well, that the lady has? But it's you know just yes. updated. It's just updated, I suppose. But I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a bar band like play that same song again. Yeah. The do 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 do. Okay, that's about it. I don't know, but I I, I have to think about that because I I'm a big nostalgia person. Give me characters. You just want the same thing over and over and I over again. Do like give me <laughs> what just... I like over and over again. I'm unapologetic about <laughs> just it. Just play Star Wars on repeat. Yeah, play that same song again. Uh, oh well i I love it let's 
let's continue with Book of Boba next week. Oh, indeed. After we watch the third episode. And let's do something we haven't done in a little bit. Let's give suggestions for yes. each other to watch. Indeed. Do what? you have anything in mind or would you like for me to start? I would like for you to start, sir. Okay. So this movie that I'm going to suggest for you, I yeah. watched prior to the new year. I believe I watched mm-hmm. it on New Year's Eve. Um, it's ah, on sorry. Hulu. Hold on. There we go. Carry on. It's on Hulu. Gotcha. And I think... Actually, I don't even know if I think. I think I know that <laughs> it was my favorite movie of 2021. Your favorite movie of 2021? Yes, my favorite movie that okay. came out in 2021. Ah, that might not be true because I loved Far From Home, but I was going to no say bold. Um, I know what you mean. I hear you. It's it's if it's not number one, it's number two. I really, really, really liked this movie. Okay. Um. Again, it's on Hulu. It (laughs) stars a favorite of ours. Oh, really? Nicolas Cage. I love me some Nicolas Cage. This movie is called Pig. I have seen the trailer for this. Or, you know, but it's like, or not the trailer. I've seen the, that like, the, the, the picture square. yeah the picture the square on hulu i'm right. intrigued what is the deal i'm so i went into it not knowing anything about this okay. movie the only thing i know is that or i knew is that someone kidnaps nicholas cage's pig oh mistake now <laughs> i went into it that's all i knew I had full expectations of what I was going to see. And, you know, given it's probably a Nicolas Cage B movie, like whatever it is. All I will say, because I don't want to give it away. I would like for you to go in. Like, it's a rare instance where you could go see a movie and you have no clue what you're getting. I'm totally Um, just. So all I will say is it completely subverts your expectations of what the movie is and what you'd be getting from a Nicolas Cage uh movie and okay so much so nicholas cage is so good in this movie that i believe he deserves an oscar get out of town i think he's unbelievable he is so so good in this movie you have piqued my interest yeah so pig that's your that's your suggestion for the week pig. i all right that's my suggestion for you it's far <laughs> less um odd okay it is quirky it is fun i don't think i suggested this to you in the past but tell me if i am wrong all right it is uh, and it's on can be found on hulu by the way where do i find pig it's also on hulu excellent i want to suggest to you soap dish Okay. Have I made this suggestion in the past? You have this? not, but that's another one where I've seen the square. Yes. On Hulu. We've got young Robert Downey Jr. pre his arrests, coke problems, mm-hmm. and redemption. We've got 
a, at the time, very famous and very sought after Kevin Klein. Yes, correct. We've got uh, my, one of my perennial favorites, Hupai Goldberg. Okay. And you've got Forrest Gump's mother, Sally Field. Okay. And they're all making a soap opera. So it's about the actors making the soap opera. So you have the horrible soap opera acting Mm -hmm. and then the drama that goes on behind the scenes. In between the scenes. Yep. Right. That should be like the drama, the weird drama of the soap opera. And it's a comedy. So it's not like, uh, it's not a heavy movie. It's a fun watch. Okay. That sounds fun. But I would love to talk. Yeah. I want to discuss all those um, actors. And this ties into our discussion this week because the writer of the soap opera is played by none other than Madam Carrie Fisher. Rest in peace. Well, there you go. Yes. There you go. All right. Um, Well, with that, I'm going to watch Soap Dish. You are going to watch Pig. Um, we will be back next week to discuss both those movies. We'll also be talking about some more Boba Fett and probably, um, we'll probably be recording after the premiere of Peacemaker on HBO Max. So I don't know. I believe you have HBO Max, so we could both tune in for that, um, and give that a shot and give all of you our thoughts. Um, we really appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of it was all a stream. Uh, please, if you are enjoying podcast, wherever it is, you're listening, subscribe, rate and review. We are available on all the major podcast platforms and the majorly great website. Glued to screen.com. That's glued. The number two, the screen.com. Neil, what do you have to say to the people? Dream on, everybody.